0: Our second reading today comes from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may also be. And you know the way to where I am going." in greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this will do, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
1: Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, we're going to look at the gospel reading that we just heard, John 14, where Jesus begins to say goodbye. He knows what's next for Him. He does. He knows that empty tomb is… He knows the cross is coming, the tomb is coming. He knows further what's next after that, that empty tomb, resurrection, glorification, and ascension. Jesus knows it all. He also knows what's next for those disciples those who, who he's leaving behind. He knows what's coming for them, good and bad and otherwise. But the disciples don't know. The disciples have no idea what's coming, and it shows. Thomas doesn't know and begs to know. Jesus, please tell me where you are going. Philip, for his part, Philip doesn't see and pleads to see, Jesus, show us the Father, that will be enough for us. And based on what Jesus says Himself, He's going to prepare a place for Him. The reassurance He gives, those disciples needed that assurance. They were worried that they were going to personally be left out of whatever future Jesus had planned for them. And I don't know about you, but to me these are all relatable desires, worries, fears. I understand, I relate to all of them. That desire to know where Jesus is going, to know what's next for Him, for me, where He's headed, where I'm headed, man, I can relate to that. The desire to see God the Father, to have that assurance of not just hoping and believing, but knowing. God with my own two eyes, I can relate to that too. And then that desire to simply not be left out, I can can relate to that. How about you? How often have you felt these same desires yourself? Well, today I'd like to look at each one, each desire one after the next to explore them for ourselves, but even more to explore Jesus' response to these fears, these anxieties, these uncertainties in our lives. First we'll explore Thomas' request, Lord, where are you going? Where are you headed? Because at, at least for me, this is the one that feels most pressing, most relatable of all. Because, as I said in the children's message, I'm about to take a call to Murray, Kentucky to be installed there as pastor, sole pastor there, uprooting my family, have to find a new house, sell my current house. I'm sitting here wondering, what's ahead? What house am I going to live in? What job or jobs is my wife going to have? Are we going to be able to afford a lifestyle like we have now, or are we going to have to make changes? I'd love to know how things are going to go for my ministry there. Who will I rely on? What, what will the congregation be like? Will they receive me warmly or not so warmly? It's hard to say. It's all up in the air. It's all uncertain. I'm worried about my kids, to be honest. How's my son going to adapt to a new place? How's he going to adapt to public school? There's no Lutheran church, Lutheran school in Kentucky. <laughs> all of these things are uncertainties for my future. And I imagine if you're honest, if you take the time to list them like I just did, you've got plenty of uncertainties for yourself. Whether you've got new jobs on the horizon or family situations on the horizon, whether you have your own moves that might be moving you here, there, or anywhere, or if you're simply wondering, with Pastor Reefstack leaving, what's next for Calvary? With Mrs. Armeo leaving, what's next for the preschool? With, with Mrs. Speldy leaving, Emily Speldy, our deaconess, leaving, what's next for the adult ministry? There's a lot of uncertainties here. And maybe your uncertainties, the pressing ones on your mind, are with the country, the nation, the direction it's heading. Maybe it's specific things in your personal life. Whatever the case, these uncertainties, these kinds of uncertainties are all over, they can if we let them fill us with, with fear, with anxiety, with concern. They can do all of those things. And even if we know that God will work all things for good, for those who believe, who are called according to His purpose, we can know that intellectually and still feel fear and uncertainty. We might be tempted to think that, well, knowing the future, knowing what's ahead, will fix our fear. We'll eliminate that anxiety. We'll be able to prepare for it. We might be tempted to think that changing our circumstances for the better, eliminating those things that we fear, fixing those circumstances will fix our anxiety. But fear and anxiety are problems of the heart, first and foremost, not just our circumstances, aren't they? Fear and anxiety start in the heart, and they can occur in any situation in life. You can invent new fears, new things to be worried about, new things to have anxiety about. After all, look at Philip. Philip is the poster child for this. He comes to Jesus saying, Jesus, just just show us the Father, and it will be enough for us. Now, think of the irony of this moment. Philip, Jesus' disciple, has Jesus Himself standing in front of him. Jesus, the God of all creation, is standing right there in front of Philip. Jesus, the one who's done miracle after miracle after miracle, is standing right there in front of Philip, and Philip is saying, man, I'm still uncertain, I'm still afraid. If you, like me, have ever thought, man, if only I could have been there with the disciples. If only I could have seen Jesus do those miracles, I'd have a rock-solid faith. I would never doubt again. It would have been great. If only I could have been there. Philip is proof that that is not all you need. That's not going to fix all your problems. Even being there with them, the disciples were able to say, if only… If only we had a little bit more. If the disciples are able to do that, we shouldn't be surprised when we have fears and anxieties, when our heart gets what it's been begging God for and we still feel deep down we're just a little unsettled, uncertain about our future uncertain about what's next and where God's headed, when our prayers are answered and we have that spouse or we have that job or we have that promotion or we we move to the safer community, this reminds us that our heart is able to move the goalposts of our certainty, the goalposts of our safety and our comfort, and still say, I'm afraid no matter the circumstances we're in, our heart can still say, I'm afraid. Maybe even afraid like the disciples. Afraid like those disciples were afraid that they were just going to be left out. That whatever circumstance, whatever future Jesus had planned, whatever hope Jesus had planned for that coming kingdom, maybe, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm not faithful enough for Jesus' coming kingdom. Maybe maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe maybe I don't have a place, but all of these other disciples they do. Has your heart whispered that to you? Has the devil whispered that to you? That maybe death is what you deserve. Death is the real certainty for you. There is a grim truth to that old saying, the only certainty in life is death and taxes, right? Well, today, Jesus reminds us that there's an even greater truth out there, an even greater certainty available to us, His people, for our Lord Jesus conquered death and If I'm not mistaken, our Lord Jesus went away to prepare a kingdom which, and this is true, has no taxes. That place really does exist. (laughs) Yeah. Where is this amazing place? How do you get there? Who's qualified to be there? Well, Jesus reminds us that he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life for all who believe in Him. How do you get there? You get there through Jesus. Not because we are so worthy, not because we've accomplished anything, but because Jesus, by His death, by His resurrection, by His going away and coming back for us, He has made a place for us in His Father's house There are many, many rooms there, Jesus says, even a room for someone such as you, which means that Jesus himself becomes our certainty. In this world where everything can and will change and everything can and will go wrong, Jesus is the one thing we can depend on, that firm foundation for all our life. Psalm 146, I referenced earlier in the service today, says, Put not your trust in princes, in the Son of Man, in whom there is no redemption, no salvation, sorry. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth, and on that very day, his plans perish. But you know what? That's true for all of humanity except one. Every last human who ever lived, on the day his breath departed, his plans perished. They were gone. They were no more. Every leader who's made a promise to you on the day his breath departed, his plans were handed over to somebody else. But on the day that Jesus' breath departed, his plans were accomplished for you. Jesus' death accomplished his goals, fulfilled his promises to you such that we are now able to say with that same psalmist at the conclusion of his psalm, blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is the Lord his God. For Jesus' spirit has transformed our hearts through a certainty which lasts eternally, which is ours no matter what the world may throw our way. So we now have that ability to put our trust in Jesus, to put our hope in him, and to be confident with that same psalm that Jesus keeps faith forever. He will reign forever. Therefore, we praise the Lord. Amen. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of the certainty that we have in Jesus Christ. That sure and certain hope, an inheritance which is undefiled, imperishable, and unfading. Hope which lasts until eternal life, when we get to enjoy His presence forever. Bless us, not just to enjoy this hope for ourselves, but to share this good news in in a shaky world, in an uncertain world. Help us to point to the one who is our firm foundation, Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray, amen.